Hey, welcome to James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, the podcast where I try to hear every song that's ever existed. I'm doing a solo one today, mainly because my week is looking a little bit crazy. I don't know if I'm going to have time to put together two of the episodes I'm supposed to record this week, uh, but those ones will be good. I'm recording one with my buddy Johnny Donnelly today, maybe. I don't know. He's bad at communicating. Um, and I'm recording one with Dave Namery, very funny comedian. Uh, we were going to do it the other night after his show, but it ran crazy late. So I'm here by myself. It's been a weird week for me. I left my job. I'm, I'm no longer with uh, the New York Times as of yesterday. I don't think I've ever spoken about the fact that I used to work for the New York Times <laughs> on this podcast, uh, but I'm starting a new job. I'm starting a writing fellowship. I don't know what the rules are, so I don't want to say that where it is in case I say things that incriminate myself on this podcast. So anyway, here we go. Let's let's get in. This is just some shit I've been listening to this week. Um you know, there's a lot of retreads of things that I've I've listened to. A um, couple of releases this week that I've been really excited about. So I'm just going to burn through those really quickly in a moment. Before I get into that, I want to talk a little bit about fall songs. My buddy Frankie Becerra, very funny comedian. Yesterday was actually his birthday. So uh, if you're listening to this and... Uh, you didn't wish Frankie a happy birthday, go wish him a crazy late belated birthday. Because um, this will either be out the Wednesday after his birthday, or if I get one of my podcasts done, I'll release this as a bonus episode. It'll be it'll be cool. It'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, he sent me his fall songs kind of recently, and then he actually sent it to me again, updated. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. So uh, let's let's go into his songs. I listened to it when he first sent it to me. I haven't listened to the updated version, although there, there's a lot that I know on this, a lot that I like. Uh, so let's let's read off his playlist. First song is "We're Gonna Be Friends" by the White Stripes, which uh, I didn't even realize uh, the opening line is "Fall is here." And Frankie was like, "I put that first before I thought about the fact that the first line is "Fall is here," which is cool. It's a great song. I love the White Stripes um, of two-piece blues rock duos, the White Stripes and the other ones. Uh, the White Stripes are better in my honest opinion, you know, and they also never put out an album called Let's Rock, but uh, let's keep going along. The second song was Still Sane by Lord uh, from her first album, Pure Heroin, album I still really haven't dug into as much. I, I really should. I, I try to keep up too much that I don't really explore shit that I missed when I was an elitist teenager prick anyway. Let's keep going. My Little Town by Simon and Garfunkel really sets those fall moods. After that, Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince by Taylor Swift from her new album, um, which Frankie and I have had, uh, I think we've texted about it a little bit. I don't know. Uh, I, I've, <laughs> maybe I'm just thinking about the fact that I've seen Frankie tweet about it, but uh, really enjoy that Taylor Swift album. We both do. It's very cool. Next one is Deep Blue by Arcade Fire. I'm devoutly uh, dedicated to the album The Suburbs. This is a great pick. Um, next track is Look What You've Done by Jet. Um, 
my I'm not as familiar with Jet as I should be. And when I saw this, I was kind of like, for real, Frankie. And then I listened to it and I'm like, this just sounds like a Mayday Parade song. But then it changes and it's cool. And I'm like, all right, I dig it. It's it's dope. Anyway, next is Monster by Mumford and Sons, which Mumford and Sons do genuinely put together a really good fall soundtrack uh, with the folk music. And then after that's The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. Classic song, classic album. Love some Fleetwood Mac. After that is Beautiful Soul by Jesse McCartney, which I I really wasn't expecting to see. And like I haven't listened, I hadn't listened to this song since I was like maybe like an early teenager, like when this song was huge. And you know, I I texted Frankie when I first saw it, and I'm like, that's a surprising pick. He's like, it holds up. And <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's kind of it's funny just because like I end up thinking about like. I'm like, I didn't like the song when it came out. So I don't know if holds up means I'm still not going to like it. Uh, and it, I'll be totally honest. It really wasn't for me uh, this time around either. But it kind of had that like Ashley Simpson effect where like uh, I remember the New York Times did a podcast about Ashley Simpson maybe last year. And they they talked about how she was kind of underrated. And then the whole SNL thing happened. And uh, she's actually pretty respectable. And, you know, they played some of her songs and like, granted, now I can't even fucking remember any of them. But but I was like, oh, this is this is cool. I'm into this. And uh, when I was listening to Beautiful Soul, I was thinking like, oh, this is actually like pretty cool. I I see what's appealing about this. It's very cool. Um, Anyway, next track. Last song on Frankie's Fall Songs playlist is Chum by Earl Sweatshirt. Um, it, I, I forget what my playlist was now off the top of my head, but I don't think I had any hip hop in it. And I think because I generally don't think of a lot of rap as, as fall music, uh, but this, this song really did help set the mood. It was a good fall song, good fall songs, playlist, Frankie. Uh, if, if you have ideas for any of the playlists that I ever do, uh, with me or my guest. Well, I, I only do the playlists with the guests. Otherwise, it's just what I'm listening to. Uh, please uh, send them to me. DM them to me on Instagram at James P. Crowley or uh, email them to me, James Crowley's Infinite Playlist at gmail.com. And I'll, I'll read it when I do a solo episode. Um, anyway, let's, uh, let's get into it. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at James P. Crowley. Follow me on Twitter at James P. Crowley 68. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you about shows after this. Anyway, let's get into the shit I've been listening to this week. My first day, I've got like three days that like I don't have a job and it's cool. I'm, I'm excited. Um, my first pick, and this is an album that I've, I, I gushed about a lot yesterday, I really love it, is London Drugs by the Menzingers from the new album Hello Exile. Let's play a little bit of that right now. <laughs> Hello Exile. My my interview and my review of those that record, my interview with Greg Barnett, are all live on Atwood Magazine. You can read them. I'll link them down in the show notes. Um, th- this is a really great record. It it took a little bit to grow on me. I will be one thousand percent honest because 
I love the Menzingers and this album doesn't, it still sounds like a Menzingers record, but it's not nearly, it's, there aren't nearly as many bangers as, as you'd expect on, on a Menzingers record. And I think that this song is one of the few, it's close to the end, um, where it really is kind of a lively song. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a good track. And it's it's a song about partying, but it's also a song about saying no to drugs, which is fun. Um, and I don't know, this record's so good. If if you haven't listened to this album, if I if you're friends with me and I haven't shoved it down your throat enough, this is such a good album. It's so cool. Like there's there's a lot more like country and Americana sounds on it. And as an album as a whole, it's it's great. I can't stop drinking is a great track. Uh, strain your memory is great the title track is amazing Uh, and farewell youth is probably the best song on the album i i love it there's not a closing track that's nearly as good and i don't know i recommend checking it out it's it's cool and like the fact that it's called hello exile i don't know it kind of like rang true for the fact that i (laughs) i left my job (laughs) so yeah, anyway, my, my next track, great song, singer, uh, songwriter that I really admire, Craig Finn, It's Never Been a Fair Fight. Let's listen to a little bit of that right now. I met Vanessa right in front of a building She was baking, dazed, and drowning so she's got a new man and he's in a new band and they got a new sound. I said hardcore's in the eye of the beholder. Craig Finn. Um, it's it's so funny because when I I I heard the song before it was released, I I had looked at his set lists for the tour that he was on with Brian Fallon because I was like, I wonder if he's doing hold steady songs or his own songs or whatever. And I kept seeing in the set list the song called Punk is Not a Fair Fight. And I'm like, that's a terrible name for a song. <laughs> and <laughs> I found a version of it, and it, it's pretty cool. I, I really enjoyed it because Craig Finn is a great lyricist. And, you know, it, it, it was kind of a basic acoustic song. Um, and then I saw him release this as It's Never Been a Fair Fight, which better title for a song. And... I actually wrote about this for Atwood this week in my weekly roundup because I think that it's a, a very good song. And I think, you know, I like the fact that Craig Finn has these kind of like lush, big sounding instrumentals where like they they are almost like things you could put on at like a dinner party and not really like worry about despite the fact that like they're these big drinking and drug songs and uh, he he's such a good lyricist and this is this song is no different it's talking about punk rock and he he's so critical of the scene in such a loving way Uh, one of the lyrics that i highlighted was uh, the guy said it's mostly about what what you wear to the shows (laughs) i think the whole scene's gonna fall apart real soon i heard a song that i liked on the radio and i'm (laughs) like It, it's one of those things where being a punk person, being someone that's loved punk rock, I still fucking feel that. I if if I see people that I 
don't know or don't really like or don't relate to, to be totally honest, listening to music that I like, I get fucking pissed. Like if I told them about it, that's fine. That's cool. If if one of my friends is tell, comes up to me and is like, hey, James, I checked out, you know, the new uh, modern baseball record. They don't exist anymore. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. You know, and they're like, it's so good. I've had it on repeat. I'm like, that's amazing. But then like if I'm just like clicking through like people's Instagram stories and I see someone's like screenshot at the new modern baseball album and it's someone that I, in my mind, doesn't listen to the same type of music as me. I just think you fucking dick face. You don't fucking know. You don't know what's going on. And I get this way with everything. And I'm such a dick. I, I really realize that I'm kind of an elitist prick with a lot of things. I end up, <laughs> if I see, um, like people I went to high school with going to a comedy show that's like a, a big sold out theater show or, a, you know, a show at Madison Square Garden, which are usually for comics that I really like or admire, you know, at least on some level, I end up thinking, oh, you motherfuckers don't even fucking know about comedy. You don't know shit. You don't deserve to go to that. And I just end up thinking, you know, it's it's good that they're going to a show. Maybe they'll eventually go to some shitty bar show and check it out. Uh, probably not, but you know, it, I don't know. Craig Finn cuts that shit down and like, he, he also ends up talking about some of the real problems that people face. You know, the, one of the things that comes up a lot in these sort of Midwestern, like emo-y punk songs is the fact that the opioid crisis is going on and this song features someone dying of a drug overdose and uh, it's it's a real serious concern it's it's a great song though so uh let's just keep on moving along next pick another artist another album that's been featured in this segment uh is swiped out by future teens let's listen to that really quick This album is so so good. I really love it. Um, if I'm going, I found out I'm going to see Future Teens this month, and I'm I couldn't be more excited. They're so fucking good. But um, this this record almost makes me sad that I'm in a loving relationship. <laughs> you know, if my girlfriend dumps me. My girlfriend's coming next week. If she dumps me, I'll be like, ah, oh, I fuck it. This is so sad, but at least I've got that future teens record. You know, this, this song's called swiped out and it's about swiping on Tinder and it's so funny. And it's one of those things where I, I don't think there's been a lot of songs that talk about it. And the opening line of this song is I swiped myself to sleep last night. And, I I haven't been on, excuse me, I haven't been on dating apps in so long, but the idea of just, I swiped myself to sleep last night, I'm like, oh, I, I feel that so hard. I used to do that all the time. But, you know, it's it's a good record. It's this this song specifically kind of talks about the anxieties you have of dating someone new, especially after being wounded. 
and you end up, you know, you sit and you listen and you're just sort of like, you know, well, what if this works out? And you end up thinking like, I don't deserve this to work out. And then it's like, shut up, fucking idiot. Of course you do. But, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a good record. It's a good listen. I recommend checking it out. I don't know. I, I I think this band has big things in their future, and I really hope that they do because they're they're so good. Anyway, moving right along, my next pick for this week is Golden by Tyler the Creator from Goblin. Let's listen to that really quick. Unless I see my manager more than I see her before I go on tour that hurts. Yeah. I miss the days with this is fun, but now it turned into work. They're getting legal, so I gotta watch the shit that I blurt. As you should, this shit's my outrageous. friends are turning into opposites because my life is turning into opposite of sloppy wrist and all the bitches who forgot about. So I've been listening to a lot of songs from the past decade because uh, Atwood is doing. They're doing two pieces to sum up the the past ten years since next year. It's 2020. Holy shit! <laughs> but. Uh, we're doing the top albums of the 2010s and we're talking big cultural impacts and also we're doing each week everyone's picking an album from a specific year that is their favorite so like so like next week i think that starts and it's going to be uh 2010 and you know everyone picks their favorite album from 2010 i just got my piece in for that and it's cool um, but so I don't want to spoil the things that I picked, but I, I will talk a little bit about this briefly for, for best albums of the decade of the three that I picked. One is Goblin and I was very self-conscious about what I should pick and what I should write about for this because there's a lot of records that I think came out this decade that are good and important and unfortunately a lot of them aren't going to get written about. Uh, one of the ones, I don't want to say it won't because I'm maybe someone will, who knows, is like Transgender Dysphoria Blues. I think that's a great record with a huge impact because it's kind of the first mainstream-ish, pop-ish record that was put out by a, a transgender person. And I, I think that that's important, but also I don't think it's my place to write about that because it's not you know I'm not a trans person I also you know I also think that you know when I I at the end of the day I only had three albums and there were three that I want to write about more but one is Goblin and when I was kind of reflecting on what what was important and uh, I'll talk about the other two as they kind of come out, I, I end up thinking that Goblin was such a huge moment in time. There was so much hype behind Tyler, the creator. And you know, when this album came out, I, don't, I didn't really like it. And it, when you look back on it, there's a lot of stuff that's kind of cringeworthy about it. You know, especially the fact that like Tyler is so incredibly homophobic on it. It, but it's also it really spoke to a lot of people and influenced hip hop for the rest of the decade. And I think that that's important and it's worth talking about. And I think Golden is a great reflection on fame and change 
and it's just a good song. So, yeah, let's uh, let's move right along into my next pick, which was "The End of the Game" by Weezer. Let's listen to that. They got a new record coming out. It's Van Weezer. They're going on tour with Green Day and Fall Out Boy next year. It's cool. Um, of the three hella mega songs that were released, uh, this one was my favorite. I I really, you know, Weezer just kind of like do what they want. And I respect that to some extent, you know, when they do it well. And I think that this just being a Van Halen influenced, you know, power pop record excuse me, essentially is what's going to be great about it. So let's, uh, yeah, it, it's it's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to seeing Weezer and Rivers Cuomo can fucking shred any day. Moving right along, let's listen to, my next pick was the live version of Mr. Brownstone by Guns N' Roses. Let's listen to that a little bit now. <laughs> finished reading Pulphead by uh, John Jeremiah Sullivan, which is a great and fascinating read. If you like reading nonfiction, that's good. It's a good like 350 pages or so to read. There's there's a lot of music stuff in there, but there's a lot of non-music stuff in there that I found fascinating. Um, <laughs> I, I've been talking a lot about his animal essay that I, I won't go on about in this, but um, yeah, I... He has one about Axl Rose, and it got me really thinking that I want to... I started listening to some more Guns N' Roses. I've also uh, seen Dave Namory wearing a Guns N' Roses t-shirt, I think, like, the last, like, three times I've seen him or so. Uh, so I've been, like... I've just kind of been surrounded by GNR, and I, I, I think that this live album is great. I think that, you know... <laughs> Even though, like, Appetite for Destruction is the classic, and if you took about half the songs from both Use Your Illusions, you'd <laughs> you'd have one pretty good Use Your Illusion record. And uh, I'll be honest, Chinese Democracy's got a few songs on it that are pretty good. Um, I think that the, the live record is possibly their best, and I think that this version of Mr. Brownstone can't really be topped. I, you know, I just think it's good. Axel fucking wails. It's incredible. Check this, check this whole album out. It's so good. If you want to hear Guns N' Roses at their very best live era, um, Moving right along, my next pick. This one is kind of reflective of leaving work this week. Was uh, "Near to the Wild Heart of Life" by Japan Droids. Let's listen to that right now. (laughs) 
this again as someone that like I wanted to pick for Atwood. Um, someone is doing something with Celebration Rock. I'm glad that it's going to get some recognition because I I wanted it, but you know I only have so many picks. Um, but yeah, this is a song about moving on and doing your own thing and you know making advances in your life. And I think that this is one of my, you know, this is one of my favorite Japan Droid songs. Um, it's not as good as Celebration Rock. <laughs> um, but I don't know, that that whole second verse where he, he's like, it was last call at my local, and I stalled saying goodbye. The girl behind the counter, she took, she stepped behind the bar and she took me aside. She kissed me like a chorus and said, give him hell for us. Last uh, last call of the night, last drink of the night, last night in town, baby. This one is on the house. That's so fucking cool. I I think that that's a great verse, and I think that anyone that's you know moving on kind of ends up feeling like that just because you don't know if you're making the right decision and you're kind of lost and stuck and you know you end up i i remember thinking the same fucking thing when i left my last shitty country club job where i fucking hated the guy that was basically running the place i it was the worst job i think i could have had and like it was so goddamn miserable and then when i was leaving i was like i don't know guys this might not be the right decision and like I don't know. I talked to people that either still work there or worked there long after I did, and they said, no, you got out at the perfect time. And honestly, I should have left like three weeks before. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, you listen to this song and you're like, cool, you know, uh, time to move on, get your shit and go. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I am sad to leave my job. My job that I had at the times was fucking great. I, you know, very different circumstances that I'm leaving. Uh, one, I was sad to leave because, uh, because I had friends, but also like, I, I didn't like it there anymore. This one, I just had to leave because gotta make, gotta make the right career choices. Right. You know, <laughs> getting gains over everything. Anyway, let's, uh, Let's let's keep rolling along to my next pick, which is Titus Andronicus Forever by Titus Andronicus. Let's listen to that right now. one of become one of my favorite bands they're they're so cool i saw them live too this year which was great um but this uh, i this isn't my favorite song from the monitor but i think that it's a good pick um i think that I don't know. Th- this album's great. Uh, spoiler alert, this is something that I'm going to be writing about in some of my favorite albums of the 2010s for Atwood. But it's it's just a cool... I don't know, it, it's such a brashly ambitious punk rock record. 
and it's it's not a it's done with a DIY ethos, but like with a bombastic attitude. And this is one of the more simple songs on the record, but it's still fucking good. It's a song that makes you want to, you know, chuck a half full PBR can across a VFW hall and, you know, fucking throw down in a mosh pit. So give it a listen. I think maybe I'll put the whole thing in here when I put it in post because I think it's relatively short. I think it's under two minutes, so fuck it. Anyway, let's go to my last song. Um, Margaret Reed, O'Shaughnessy by Kevin Devine, a.k.a. Kenny O'Brien and the O'Doul's. Let's play that right now. Reed O'Shaughnessy Christ I'm not your enemy There's no Against her knuckles, told her temper at her teeth. Funerals were triggers in an Irish family. And daddy was a lion, but he also was a I, I saw Kevin Devine, Kenny O'Brien, sorry. I saw Kenny do the song um, at his New York St. Patrick's Day show last year. Uh, well, last school, you know, earlier this year. doesn't fucking matter. Who cares? I still think I'm in, like, elementary school <laughs> with the way I look at the way years go. <laughs> but uh, he he did this song. It's so cool. It's, it's an Irish folk song, but done by this emo punk guy. And it's it's just a good song. Um, you know, he does it, he, he lovingly pays tribute to kind of that style of music. And I picked this because the playlist I'm making with John Donnelly is going to be uh, boat songs and boat song, boat, uh, you know, <laughs> spoiler alert for his episode. If this doesn't go up beforehand, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of Irish folk music. And I think because there is sort of, it, there's this sort of off the boat sense and, you know, this idea that, you know, we're gonna, you know, they, 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 there are a lot of Irish songs about sailing and they kind of sound appropriate for like swashbuckling anthems. And this song does that. And I almost included it on my list. I chose not to because I didn't, I didn't think it was, I didn't think it fit in with the other stuff as well. Um, but it's just a good song. It's fun. It's, it is a song about alcohol abuse, um, and it's an anti-alcohol abuse song, kind of. But it's 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 fun, you know. I I hope Kevin uh, Kenny, sorry, comes back to to New York this year for St. Patrick's Day because I will go see him again and have a grand old time. And if he does an early show too, best case scenario, because I went to the early show, not the late show, and it was a grand old time. So uh, yeah, all right. Thank you guys for checking out this week's James Crowley's Infinite Playlist. Uh, this is If this is a bonus episode, you're welcome. Um, and one thing I want to shout out before I go, I'm going to be having a show at Lucy's Laugh Lounge in Pleasantville on 
Saturday, November 23rd. It's either going to be at 7.30 or 8. Depends on if they're going to do two shows that night or just one. Um, I'm going to call it James and the Giant Comedy Show. It's going to be a showcase, me, a bunch of funny people. I'm still locking down the lineup. Alex Kolar will be there, though. He's a very funny guy. Uh, and, yeah, check it out. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening to this podcast, and I'll jam out with you next time. Send me your playlists. Bye. <laughs>